0: Frequency of Heaven, I want to be. Hello and welcome to the Frequency of Heaven podcast. Are you on God's frequency today? Well, I, right before I left the house this morning, and I was praying the Lord might give me a, a podcast. Got two funerals this week and a lot of things going on, so I didn't know. And you know, right then, the Lord, I heard him say Isaiah. Sixty-one, I'm like oh, that's a good one. So today we're going to talk about this topic: the year of the Lord's favor, radical favor for radical faith. And uh, so let's get into it. Father in heaven, we thank you for the great prophet Isaiah. We thank you that even though his life was very hard and he he did not end. Uh, You know, with a lot of comfort and peace, he was persecuted and martyred for standing up for the right things and preaching that you used him in a powerful way. And we thank you for the words he released. But Lord Jesus, we thank you that when you came and you said this is the year the Lord's favor, it has never stopped. You've never undone that, Lord. And we're asking today to get on that frequency to see The favor, the favor and the good news of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we invite you to open our eyes to see how good you are and all your goodness in the midst of trouble and pain and hardship. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name. So there's a Bible phrase. I know you've heard it before. I actually, (laughs) I thought I'd already done a podcast on this because I've talked about this and I think about it once in a while. And I just love it. I love it when this, topic of the favor of the lord comes up i remember the first time i ever heard anybody talk about i never heard anyone teach on the favor of the lord yet if you look it up in the bible uh, there's all kinds of verses that talk about the goodness of god the blessings of god the favor of god but you want to you want to know something when isaiah 61 is written god's people are in captivity And it's not the year of the Lord's favor yet, but he's saying this Holy Spirit's gonna come and it's gonna bring it. When Jesus spoke the words, this is the year of the Lord's favor, in Luke chapter 4, they tried. He just came out of the wilderness uh, for 40 days, going toe to toe with the devil. And then, right when he declares in his hometown the spirit of the lord is upon me they try to throw him off a cliff <laughs> so so you think wow if, if that is what the year of the lord's favor looks like i'm not sure i want the year of the lord's favor that doesn't sound real good but do you know over and over you know e- even in numbers when it comes when caleb and joshua come back and they say Oh, God's with us. You know, we're going to go in. We're going to take the land. And they brought a good report. And that's a lot of what the year the Lord favor is. It's about a good report. It, it was, not everyone was seeing what they were seeing. Ten spies were looking at the situation and say, there is no way. Fortified cities, giants, we're, we're not trained warriors, there's no way. But Caleb and Joshua were able to see, and it says there in Numbers 14 that, that they had a different spirit there was a different well if they had the holy spirit because the holy spirit comes into our senses it comes into our eyes remember what it says in hebrews 11 it says faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see and over and over when the holy spirit in scripture brings up this topic of the favor of God, he brings it up on purpose because externally with your five senses, it may not right now look like you're in a time of favor, but God is in control. God is on the move. And so I want to tell you, you know, you don't have to put your trust in me, but I'm telling you when I Ask the Lord for a word. This is the word I got today. And so some of us listening, we need to tune in. We are in. When Jesus said that in Luke 4, this is the year of the Lord's favor. He's never undone that. The year of Jubilee was a year of, of turning back slaves to their owners or, or, or setting slaves free, setting the land free, as and, and all these different things in Israel. This is the year of Jubilee. It's a year of the Lord. It's a year of favor, freedom, peace joy. And we're in that right now. He's like, oh man, if you knew what was going on in my life, you wouldn't. Listen, are you saved? Are you born again? Do you have your sins washed away? Now let's go look at a place I actually was studying this morning because I didn't realize that this phrase, the favor of the Lord was used in Isaiah 49. And this is another perfect example of someone who doesn't Feel or sense that good things are happening as we start the chapter. But at verse 8, the Lord's going to say there's time of favor is coming. So the prophet Isaiah has been preaching and teaching a long time. No one's really listening. People are not repenting. And so if you've been trying, maybe with your kids, maybe in ministry, maybe as a school teacher, you've been trying to point people in the right direction. It doesn't seem anybody's listening. Well, Isaiah knows the feeling. This is his coming complaint uh, to start the chapter isaiah 49 listen to me you islands hear this you distant nations before i was born the lord called me you remember how isaiah was called to be a prophet from my mother's womb he spoke he spoke of my name he made my mouth like a sharpened sword in the shadow of his hand he hid me he made me into a polished arrow a con- and concealed me in his quiver. He said to me, You are my servant, in Israel, in whom I will display my splendor. But Isaiah hasn't seen a lot of good things happen in his ministry, even though he was called. So in verse four, he kind of complains here. But I said, I've labored in vain. I've spent my strength for nothing at all. Yet, what is due me is in the Lord's hand and my reward is with my God. So he has an ounce of faith there. But, and as some people, I was studying this this morning, you remember in Jesus um, at the, uh, right near the end of the Passion Week, before the Lord, before they have this last supper in the upper room, it says he weeps over Jerusalem. And he, Jesus says this phrase, I think it's in Luke Around, I think it's right after Triumphal Entry in Luke 21-ish. But he says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Jesus says this, as he looks out over the city, I, I've tried to gather you like a mother hen gathers her chicks, but you have missed the day of God's Messiah coming. And and he he's crying out with a broken heart that all these people had an opportunity to know Christ and and him and to to follow him. And a lot of them missed it. And so Isaiah kind of feels that way, that he's been preaching and teaching without a lot of fruit. But now watch what God says to him. And now the Lord says, he who formed me in the womb. It's nice to know that God has, and he's actually already um, mentioned that in verse one, but he comes back to it. God has made me. So now he's starting to shift his focus. He's starting to shift his his understanding to bring jacob back to him in other words he's a preacher trying to get people to repent he is a part of the most important assignment on the planet you know they, they were building the 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 bomb the atomic bomb for world war ii the bomb to end the war you know and there was people working on that And at times they would get to fighting over this and how to do that. But, you know, in America, that was a secret project they had out there in New Mexico in the middle of the desert. But a secret project. But it it was probably the most important thing that was being built at that time in the world. And, And so... You could be with a couple other scientists kind of squabbling about you know, how things should go, but then you step back and remember the big picture. We have been asked to be a part of a team. They had like 5,000 folks. They built a little town out there in Los Alamos, and they they made that in such a way so they could keep it secret. They wanted to have very strict security, who's in and who's out. They had it out in the middle of the wild- desert there, and then, of course, they were able to test a, a small bomb. But they were a part of something so much bigger than them. They were a part of something that changed the world. And some people may say not for the best, but we as Christians, we are a part of something. It's easy to forget, you know, when things aren't going well and doesn't seem people are listening, but we got to pull ourselves out and look at heaven and say, you know, we are a part of the work of God to get people saved. You know, from on Sunday morning, on Wednesday night, on Tuesday night, Every person that helps out with Storehouse, everyone who helps greet, everyone who sings from the stage, everyone who teaches a Sunday school class, everyone who worships God from the pew, we are a part of helping the next generation know there is a God. Every time someone drives by the church, you know, you're a part of a congregation that the neighborhood sees, and they, maybe they don't repent. Maybe they'll turn. We, in the last. Uh, Three weeks, we've had multiple people, a couple homeless people actually have come by and just wanted to sit on the steps or uh, be down front on one of the blue benches just to be near God because they feel the connection of there's a church here, I need to pray and they wanted to be close to God. In big and small ways, if, if you're listening to this, you're part of our church or any church, you are a part of God's big purpose. Even when it feels like maybe you haven't done anything successful or great, but look at he says in the rest of verse five there. For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord. Men may not be noticing you, people may not be praising you, but God sees you. Is it too small a thing for you, my servant? And that's like the God is talking to Isaiah here to restore the tribes of Judah. Listen, it's like God saying to you, "Is it?" You you may not feel like your life is this or your life is that, but do, do you realize what you're a part of? You know, there was a movie. Jerry Seinfeld did the voice of a little bee um, in a cartoon years ago called The Bee Movie. And this little bee, I think his name was Barry, he always wanted to be more than just a honeybee. And, and he, he just had all this ambition and desire, and he just felt like he didn't matter. But what he didn't realize was he was a part of a hive. He was a part of a group of bees that together were bringing honey <laughs> to the world. And then, of course, at the end of the movie, it shows kind of what what happ- what happens if there's no bees and all the all the honey is taken away and dried up. But he wanted to be a superstar, you know? But when he finally realized, I, I'm not a superstar. I'm just a part of a normal thing, but i'm I'm on a key cog and the wheel I'm a key part of a bigger system I have purpose and I have purpose for why I was made and he finally comes to the end of that in the movie and I remember watching that once when I was kind of down and depressed I was like you know what that's that's me that's I need to see the big picture here God is moving God is working and I may not always see the results like Isaiah but God knows I am a part of his Kingdom, his kingdom that, and it says that his word, God's word never returns void. Isaiah will say that here in six chapters. He's gonna declare that. God's word never comes back void. So even when we can't see what God's doing around us, if we're a part of the team and we're helping, you know, you might be a bench player on a basketball team and you don't get a lot of playing time. But how do those starters get ready every week by going against the bench players in practice. And so we all have a role to play. And the key is it's for God's kingdom. Verse seven, this is what the Lord says, the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, to him who was despised and abhorred by the nations, to the servant of rulers. Kings will see you and stand up. Princes will see and bow down because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. Now that reminds us of First Peter Chapter two, verse nine, it says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own special possession. That's you. Now, here's where we shift and start talking about the favor of the Lord. I want you to see this favor, beloved. This is a reality right now, because when Jesus came, he declared Isaiah 61 over his own life. The spirit is on me to declare the year of the Lord's favor. These Truths are operating right now. Now, Caleb and Joshua, they were able to see the promised land. They were able to hold those promises and they're ready to go forward with faith. Um, they had faith to see what God's saying it can be my reality. Radical faith, radical favor. And if if you Want to be like that? You have to be. It says in in um, Numbers twenty four that they had a different spirit. The people around you, the grumblers and complainers, and and those who only see with their eyes, they can't see the goodness of God. They can't see what God's up to. They can't by faith no God is good. He works all things for good according to His purposes, and, and they will bring you down. But you, by faith, can declare, No, 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 no. This is still. Jesus said it. Luke chapter four. This is still the year of the Lord's favor. Now look at the year of the Lord's favor favor according to Isaiah 49 this is what the sovereign lord says in the time of my favor and now jesus released that in luke 4 i will answer you listen how many of you know the curtain on the temple has been torn you can pray jesus said ask you shall receive you can right now you and i can pray no priest needed and god hears you that's favor we're in the years of favor how many of you can go back every Tuesday night when we get together and pray. I mean, it is crazy when you get a group of people praying. We should have it written down or on a chalkboard. I mean, week after week after week, God just keeps answering our prayers. It's amazing how many times he's answered our prayers. We're in the days of favor. Whew. We really are. And so some of you maybe need to have a prayer journal. and Start writing it down. I've, I've seen this over before. Melanie's had a prayer journal. And she'll read to me. And it's like you go back and look at an entire year and it is, it'll blow you away. All the things you're freaking out about, God answered it. You prayed, God answered it. God answered it. It's, we are in the year. He answers us, beloved. <laughs> and in the day of salvation, I'll help you. How many times... Has God helped you? I, I last night, I, I saw some, I saw an image of something and it generated a memory. It's a dark memory. And I just felt like the Lord is saying, you know, the Holy Spirit's called the helper. And I, I was like, why did looking at that one image uh, and it was, a, it was of a person who, um, they ghosted me. You ever been ghosted by someone try to get a hold of them? And I just never call you back, never call you back. <laughs> and I saw a picture of someone who did that to me once. And I like, oh man. And just brought up these mirrors. I just kind of feel like just, just from like two seconds of seeing their picture. I'm like, how can an image be so powerful? And then it's like, the, I, that's what my thought was. And then it was like the Holy Spirit said, Caleb, images are powerful. Now, picture Jesus on the cross and I just I just pictured Christ's face I see it was a picture of something I saw that made me kind of grumble in that darkness so I said well maybe a picture can fix it and I be and I saw his face and I saw him on the cross and I beheld him there's a picture of Jesus there's an old Christian movie called risen and there's a picture of Jesus on the cross in that movie. And it just really, really captured. But the actor who's playing Jesus is just, he's up there and he's dead. They're about to take his body down. And I don't know, but one time I was watching that movie, I've seen it three times. And that that image of Jesus, it wrecked me. And I just closed my eyes. I asked for a fresh image. And God helped me. He helped me in almost immediate deliverance of those negative, hurtful memories from that person and then having compassion for them. God helps us. This year, the Lord's favor. He answers us. He helps us. I will keep you and make you to be a covenant. Now, anyone listening right now that's a Christian, you're a Christian, you've been a Christian for a while. Guess what? You know the devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. How have you made it? God kept you. God kept you. How many of you have been through the wilderness? How many of you have been tested in a fire? You're still a believer. Do you know why God kept you? Why did he keep you? Because you're in the year of the Lord's favor. <laughs> we got to open our eyes and see the goodness of God. We're still going. Oh, man, maybe we're limping. You know, I don't think we get any prizes for skipping across the finish line. I'm not sure God might be rooting harder if we limp because we've been through some stuff. I don't know, but he's kept you. Oh, sit here right now. If you have to hit pause, ask the Holy Spirit, when did you keep me? And he'll bring it to your mind. All the fights, all the frustrations, all the times things were hard and he kept you close to him because you're his covenant people, it says. And I want you to say this here, verse nine, verse eight, to restore the land and to reassign the desolate inheritance. This is about your children. This is about your children. Have you ever seen your children do things and and and, and, and go, you know bring goodness to your life he's talking about the the inheritance he's talking about things our kids have done to say to the captives come out And to those in darkness, be free. Oh God, how many times have you been at church and you walked into church one way, but you walked out happy? (laughs) God set you free. Now look what it says here. This is so good. They will feed beside the road and find pasture on every barren hill. They will neither hunger nor thirst nor will the desert heat or the sun. The, The nation of Israel is in captivity of Babylon. And yet he's declaring this is going to be their reality. You got to have radical faith. Faith is being sure of what you hope for, certain of what you cannot see. Beloved, you got to say, I'm going to taste and see the goodness of the Lord. I am going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I don't care what it looks like right now. By faith, God has declared this is the year of the Lord's favor. He who has compassion on them will guide them. He will lead them beside springs of water. Sounds like Psalm 23. I'll turn all my mountains into roads. He's going to make things that look impossible. You're going to sail right across them. He, the things that look hard. Guys, how does, how does the power of God, the power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead, the power that spoke the sun into existence. How does it work? God spoke it. And it happened. Now listen, God is speaking to somebody listening right now. God is speaking this. Get your Bible, read Isaiah forty-nine. Speak it. Let, don't have hearts like soil with thorns. Don't have hearts like soil beaten down by the path. Don't have a heart with uh, this like the soil with rocks. Have a good heart. Let this word in. Say, I am going to believe it and I'm going to receive I am in the Lord's favor. I don't care what my senses says. I, don't, I refuse to believe what the devil's trying to say. I'm going to believe what the word says. It says in 1 Thessalonians 2:13 that the work, or sorry that the word of God works within you. Let this word work in you. That's another good one to look up 1 Thessalonians 2:13. A see they will come from afar, some from the north, some from the west, some from the regions of Aswan. Shall for joy, you heavens, rejoice you earth, burst in the song, you mountains, for the Lord comforts his people and will have compassion on his afflicted ones. Anybody afflicted right now? God sees you. He knows. It actually says in Isaiah 63: He hurts when you hurt. He knows. I love this next verse. Are you ready? Buckle up. Here it comes. He's got it through these next three verses. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. Now, this is back to like the, the 10 spies who had doubt. They just couldn't see the Lord's favor. Do you know God understands that? There's no major rebuke here. There's no major. God just keeps prophesying goodness until someone will believe it. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast? Because we feel like that. When we're lost in Babylon and captivity and things aren't going good, we feel like we've been forgotten. But he says, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she was born? Though she may forget, I won't forget you. Listen to this. Oh, 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 listen to this verse. See, I have engraved you on the palm of my hand. How many times throughout the day do you look at your hands I mean, your hands are right in front of you and you're constantly using them. God can't forget you. There is no way. And the palm of the hand is a sensitive, tender place, beloved. God sees you. God cares. You are living in the days of favor. Your children hasten back to those who laid waste. Depart from you. I, I want to read you a quote right now. Helen Keller... In the early 1900s, she lost her sight. She lost her uh, ability to hear at a very young age. <laughs> she learned to read lips by feeling people's mouth. I, yeah, that's crazy. But you know, she was one, she couldn't see, she couldn't hear, but she was one of the most anointed, encouraging, optimistic people in the world. How can someone who has nothing? And, 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 and she was, I think, the first blind and deaf person ever to get a bachelor's degree. How, how could she do that? And she, this is one of her quotes. The only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. <laughs> oh, man, that's convicting, isn't it? <laughs> this is the year of the Lord's favor. And some of you are in a situation where it's going to take a whole new level of faith to actually see you're in. You are currently in the year of the Lord's favor. You got to see it. And I want to tell you the grumbling road of complaining is, is one, it just gets, it's like a snowball. It gets bigger and it's getting, it gets out of control. And God wants to break that by the power of the name of Jesus. Suddenly he's going to break it right now. As you listen to this, if you, as you turn your eyes to heaven, you begin to give glory to God and said, nope, I refuse. I doubt my doubts. I believe Jesus. Ask the Holy Spirit to come upon you. Ask him. And, and, you know, you get over here and this is a verse that uh, another pastor has brought to me from Isaiah 49. I want to skip all all the way over to verse 25. Look what it says in verse 25. This is another just blessing of the year of the Lord's favor. Yes, captives will be taken from warriors and plunder retrieved from the fierce. I will contend with those who contend with you. Hallelujah. God is going to fight on our behalf with those who fought against us. And your children, I will save. Hallelujah. God knows what you're going through. God knows that this is the year of the Lord's favor. But we have to partner with heaven and faith. Right when Jesus got done saying this, they tried to throw him off a cliff. Let's go over there. Let's go over there to Luke chapter 4. Jesus did some... Faith walking in the wilderness went toe to toe with the devil, and he comes out, and it says in Luke 4:14, 4, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. The power of the Holy Ghost is all over. the power of the Spirit is what allows you to behold. You're in. You are currently in the year of the Lord's favor, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth. What is Nazareth? The hometown, the home crowd, the people who watch him grew up. There are certain atmospheres, certain towns, certain rooms, certain places. The people around you—they are not going to partner with you and believe that this is a year of the Lord's favor. Who cares? Who cares? You don't you don't need a, a whole group of people to believe. You just need you and the Holy Ghost, you know. You remember as a, where two or three are gathered? Well, the Holy Spirit is saying, I'll be your two. <laughs> just you and the Holy Spirit make two, right? All right. Well, the Lord's there. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went to the synagogue. And it was custom. And he stood up to read, and the scroll, of the prophet Isaiah, was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written, the spirit of the the sovereign Lord is on me because He's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He he has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners, recover of sight to the blind, to the oppressed, and to proclaim. Listen, Jesus didn't just come to release the year of the Lord's slavery, he came to proclaim it. Why? Because you won't believe until you hear. You won't believe until you hear. You need to hear right now from Jesus. In verse nineteen, you, beloved, you are in it. You're in it right now. Now let's let's get this. A couple more verses, just to you know these. But it says in Ephesians one, it says in Ephesians one, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. This is verse eighteen, that I might see uh, the hope of your calling, the inheritance, and the power that is at work within me. Now, why does he pray like that in Ephesians one eighteen? Because we don't always see. Like Helen Keller said, "What's worse than being blind is actually being able to see." But you, you're not seeing. You know, you're not. You don't have that vision for it. Get a vision. I'm in the year of the Lord's favor, and I I'm going to partner with heaven. I'm going to partner with faith. I'm going to partner with the Word of God. Where there's blessing, blessed are the pure in heart. They will see God. I feel like that's a word for some of us. We need to purify our hearts. It'll let us see God. Now, I want to give you, this is an oldie wiggity goodie. I say this verse a lot, but it just ties in so good here. I can't go on without it. And then we'll wrap this up. Second Corinthians 3. 2 Corinthians 3. Uh, the last verse of the chapter, 18. And we all, it's talking about Moses coming down with glory on his face and then he would he would hide his face so he didn't freak people out. Moses had spent time with God so much glory was on his face. But then Paul says here, we live in the New Testament. We have even greater glory than Moses did. So reading the whole chapter is fine. But verse 18 says, and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate. We focus, we fix, we we." behold, and we keep looking at the Lord's glory, all the things that make Jesus awesome. It's not a bad thing to wake up. Here's a good spiritual breakfast. Start asking the Lord every morning, just show me all the ways Jesus is awesome. Show me all the ways Jesus is awesome. Spend 20 minutes thinking about how awesome Jesus is. What would happen if you did that? The next part of the verse, you will be transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, <laughs> which comes from the Lord who is the spirit. Oh, Father, we, we know it's true that we're in the year of the Lord's favor and Lord, like the, the father in Mark chapter nine who had trouble believing, he just said the simple prayer, help my unbelief. Father, for all of us who struggle to believe this really is a year of the Lord's favor, help our unbelief. Father, would you help us right now? Would you help us with our unbelief, please? We love you, Lord. I ask you would release the year of the Lord's favor. I ask you would break darkness. I ask you to break fear and intimidation. You would break break all the grumbling and complaining and the negativity because we know that's the enemy and it's not you. And we're sorry, God, we've partnered with the negative. We're coming back to you, Jesus. We're coming back to first love and we're coming back to faith that you are good, that you love us and you have good things for us. We love you, Lord. Anoint us with the Holy Spirit and fire today in jesus name we pray amen have an awesome week beloved i wanna be on the frequency of heaven i wanna be on the frequency of christ i wanna be